1: They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's slash upgrade The Talk Sport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mick Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mick Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mick Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18-plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: When you shop at a Walmart Vision Center, you get it. You know that you'll spend a little less on stylish glasses for the whole family.
1: Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and joining me right now is yannis Cheneas. This is our post-match show of foam's 4-1 to loss to Arsenal at the Emirates. We have a lot to talk about with this match, and before I bring on yannis I do want to mention something that is very important to me and want to continue to spread the word of this worthy cause and this organization doing some very good work, and that's the people at London Calling Con. They are doing some excellent work creating awareness of men's mental health. They are just doing an excellent job with their walks. They just finished a walk to the Emirates. So I want to just give praise to my friends, Liam, Lee, Claire, and everyone else that was involved in this walk. It's fantastic. And I just want to also mention that they have another walk coming up to Crystal Palace. So if you want to get involved with their next walk, please do go to the Twitter account for London Calling Calm. It's simply LDN Calling Calm. Check them out. Get in touch with them. They'll have more information about when the walk is going to happen to Crystal Palace. But it's a wonderful cause to get behind, to create awareness. Like I mentioned, for men's mental health, it's fantastic what they're doing, and I'm behind it 100%. So I just wanted to mention that one more time, and I'll continue to mention it as we get closer to the walk. All right. Okay, let's get into the show, but before I do anything else, I have to welcome back Mr. Jenaeus.
0: Giannis, how you doing? I'm good, sir. I didn't realize that we were playing Arsenal in the local library yesterday, but um, <laughs> Jesus, how, how is it possible to have a stadium that's that quiet? Very watching, quiet. I started watching a series um, on the weekend on Netflix, um, Russ, called The Casketeers, and it's, it's about a husband and wife um team in Auckland, New Zealand and they are the funeral directors. And uh it's actually a really cute cute series and it's they they bury um mainly Maoris and Polynesians, so from, you know, the Pacific Islands, Tonga and and uh, Samoa and Fiji and Vanuatu Tuvalu. And um I'll tell you what, there was more life in that funeral home than there was at the Emirates. <laughs> Good God in heaven, it was, what What sort of an atmosphere is that? Holy, is this a library? Is this a library? <laughs> well, just to
1: back up what you're talking about, Max, who was with me to do Cottage Talk full-time, he called in from the Emirates, and he basically said exactly what you said. And he said that the Fulham supporters were fantastic in such
0: an atmosphere like that, yes. Yeah, it is, it's very... Um... I mean Highbury, the old Highbury, having been the old Highbury, was that a, had the a, reputation as well. Yeah, it did, it did, it did. But it was more enclosed. I mean, you had more noise. I mean, it was just this is this is what you got with a lot of these new stadiums. I'm wondering what what's the new t- Tottenham is going to be like because you really want to get that that you know that that famed English atmosphere of the fans being on top of you, the fans being close to. Um, the actual field. I, I know that Old Trafford gets the same reputation when Sir Alex had a meltdown about the, yep. the fans and then like a noise. And, um, you know, it, it's is this the price that we paid, unfortunately, for what happened at Bradford City, um, you know, School Stadium, Hillsborough, with, you know, the abolition of terraces, that it just, it cha- it's changed, you know, it's changed often. The atmosphere grounds, but then again, you yeah. know, you, you watch. We watch a lot of Premier League soccer, but you watch, we watch, you know, Championship soccer, and the atmosphere in a lot of those games is so much better. Oh, it? absolutely, it's
1: fantastic. It I is. still
0: watch many Championship matches all the
1: time. I do. I, I actually very much enjoy watching the Championship, and the atmosphere is excellent. It's a very good point there, Giannis.
0: Yeah, it, it is. You know, and even when you look at someone like a team like Sunderland. You know, average attendance of thirty three, thirty four thousand 34,000 this year at League, League One. one. Yeah. yeah. And you, you, you got to just say, wow, that's just, that's fantastic. So, yeah, there wasn't much atmosphere. And unfortunately, we we couldn't get the job done. But but certainly quite a few t- talking points.
1: Absolutely, honest. We certainly have a great deal to talk about in this match because there are different ways you can look at this. Because if you just look at the result and you see four to one, you're probably thinking Fulham got hammered here because scoreboard, four to one. But in my opinion, watching the match, I think the scoreline, and I said this to Max, flattered Arsenal tremendously because if Fulham score on some of their opportunities, especially in the first half, this is a completely different match. And I know that's having my glass half full attitude here, but Giannis, I could take out positives. I, I Listen, I know that there are people that are looking at this and, and not thinking that you could potentially take stuff out of it, then I understand it because they want to see results. They want to see us moving forward. They want to see progression. But when I look at this, and then I want your thoughts on this, I was going into this match with the expectation they were going to lose. I predicted 2-0. to nil, And what I witnessed was a team that did not play afraid, went to the Emirates to attack, to go after them on the counter, to counterattack and really take it to them, press them. And they did not give Arsenal respect. They took it to Arsenal. So for me, just talking about the approach is a huge positive for me, that we saw the evolution a little bit of what Ranieri's trying to do. Defensively, obviously, you give up four goals. That's terrible. But you also want to see the other part of the game, and that's going forward. And I think we saw that against Arsenal unfortunately, in a 4-1 loss. So there are positives I'm taking out of this, Giannis. Your
0: opening thoughts. Yeah, I agree. I thought, um, I thought, I thought first off we played pretty well. Um, we, you know, it was a slightly different lineup, but we, we certainly created some chances. And I feel very sorry for Sess. I mean, the, 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 first, yeah. the first one, 1v1, I'd have put, I'd put a mortgage in that one for him to stick in the back of net. And second, that great cross by Scherler. Um, and the, he's just completely missed the ball. One yeah. of those goes in. Now you have got panic stations because you can Absolutely, tell they were a bit, the 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 Arsenal fans were ornery yesterday. They, you know, there wasn't a lot of. We heard them when Fulham scored. Yeah, they were they were pissed, and of course they just got walloped, And it really, I don't even think five one was the right score line up at Liverpool. Liverpool really gave them a good, a really good buffing. And um, I thought we first off, I thought we played. I thought we played well, and. Uh, you know, the, the goal came very much against the run of play. Um, and I thought, oh, you know. But but I think one of the things to come away from the game, and there'll be question marks about the defending, but is in terms of the transfer, transfer deadline window with the game against the FA Cup game against Oldham coming up and then yes. Burnley coming up, is in terms of the players that he's going to need. And, and there's going to have to be some jigging and juggling because uh, one of the things, if we want to get players on loan, is that Ranieri is going to have to look at. You know, do is there scope to cancel a couple of loans? I mean, it, I'll give you a case in point. fosu Mansa was a disaster when he came on. Yeah, um, he was. We got ripped to shreds on that right hand side when Christie went off. Absolutely, um, totally agree and, with you. We, we, and you got you got the three. You know, you got a. We're playing with three at the back, but you've got two left-footed. You know, you have got two left-footed, basically centre backs there, and and you know, with the news today that maybe we might be getting, getting a Gary Cahill that will help provide some balance and experience to the back, which we desperately need. Right. Um, so, it, I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from the goals that the Arsenal sco- scored. Yeah. I, they were pretty goals, don't get me wrong. But um, we just looked a little lopsided. And I don't think necessarily that that a uh, couple of players in the midfield did their jobs defensively. Um, but overall, I mean, well, it was a play. Yeah. We scored a nice goal. We, we created chances. Um, and um, had SES put those chances away earlier, might have been a very different outcome. Listen, Giannis,
1: I hate to say it, but I agree with you. Meaning that because it's easy for me to say that if they score, the match is different. But I'm sorry, that's how I look at it. And because it was there for them, and I would highly recommend Fulham supporters, if you're listening to this show, reading what Dan Crawford wrote on N dot com. Definitely read his review of this match because i think dan really captured what i saw so go to hamian.com and read what dan crawford wrote seriously because if fulham do take their chances and they score even one of them in the first half it's a different match i truly believe that and you know listen there was an opportunity in the second half if abubakar kamara gets things right they potentially could have uh, equalized and then Talk about panic stations, Giannis, at 2-2. That would have been incredible at the Emirates. It didn't go that way, and and then they scored two goals to put the match away, but there were opportunities there, and that's what's encouraging for me. All right, Giannis, before we go to the starting 11, I want to read some quotes from Claudio from the manager reaction. Get your thoughts on what he shared after this match. So I'm just going to read them, and then we'll talk about it briefly. Here's from Claudio. Quote, It was a strange match because when you come to Arsenal, you know the quality of the players is different because we are in the relegation zone and they are in a higher position. I was so pleased with my players because in the first 30 minutes, we played so well. We pressed high. We created two great chances to score goals. And the Arsenal fans weren't happy with their team. But when they created the first chance, we made a mistake because the goal came from the heart of the box and we were too wide in that position. After they created another two chances, we have to stay more concentrated in every circumstance. In the second half, again, we made mistakes, and they scored again. And after we reopened the match 2-1, to and they created another two chances to draw the match. But then, of course, after we were tired and the skill of the players of Arsenal was amazing, they created more chances, and they... Could score more goals. At the end, it's four to one, and we have to shut up and say, "Well done to them," unquote. And that's from Claudio Ranieri
0: after the match. Your thoughts on what he shared? Very honest assessment. I mean, I mean, their skill level is very, very high. We know that. And even with the players they had out, and you, know, you can call on Onana and Ramsey to come off the bench. I mean, that, that should tell you everything you need to know. I mean, and he's probably not even going to be there next season. But having said that, we asked enough questions in the first half. To say that you know the the, rest, the natives were getting restless and um, didn't yeah. sit back, Giannis. Yeah, we didn't, and I was I was pleased with that, and and we looked very very good on the break, and um, and 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 this is I think is going to be good. It's going to serve us well certainly for the Burnley game because you know that Burnley are going to try and come at us. Yeah, but we've got enough pace. They're not Burnley aren't particularly quick at the back, so we've got enough pace and wherewithal if he can stick with certain players and bring a couple of players in before that game where we can look at that as a potential three points, because we're going to have to, whether we like it or not, we're going to have to start winning some away games, two draws in in 10 league games away from home isn't good enough. So Just stay in this we're league. Gonna we're going to have to, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Got to get some results from somewhere, but it looked like on the counter attack, we caused them lots of trouble. And you know, in the in the 11, 12 days until the Burnley game, ranier has got a couple of decisions to make in terms of how that midfield looks. Um, I'm going to be critical of a couple of things. I, I was really not happy with um, um, aspects of Kearney's defensive play yesterday. Um, I, I thought he looked much more comfortable in the middle in terms of the ball at his feet. But there are two aspects of being a central midfield. It's the defending sure. and attacking. And there are very few players in the history of the game that can play as... You know, central midfielders that can get away with being a gravy player without providing the meat and potatoes. Again, I'm going to come back to you know system manager Scotty Parker, who who was a very good passer of a ball, but man, could he tackle if he needed to? And he could certainly trap up and defend. And Kearney is going to have to understand that really it's going to take 11 defenders to do it. We can't have you know seven, eight plus Schurrle and and Kenny's dibly dobbling around. Um, and I think Ranieri is going to have to take a look at this. Yes, I totally agree. What, what's your best? What's your best midfield that gives you the best chance to win? Not just when we're attacking, but when we're defending. You need balance, Giannis. We do, we do. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm not, I'm not going you know, to throw the cold water over over Canny. Sure. But Canny's going to have to change the way he plays defensively. I mean, it just, it it's just, he switches off crucial moments. No, I totally agree, Alice. And I, I don't, I'm, and it's sort of, I think an indictment against Kearney is the fact that uh, Ibrahima Sise came in and I thought Cissé had a, a decent game. Uh, and uh, we're all looking at each other and we've been going, on oh, where is this kid? Where is he? Why isn't he playing? <laughs> and he comes in, really, hadn't played a game. You um, mentioned him on the post-match show, oh, my friend. Yeah, I did because, so, well, Angi is not available and um, w- what are you I mean are you going to start serie with Kearney well no you need to have a little bit of bite and, and right. considering that was his first start in 15 months I thought CeCe did a very good job and I, and I hope he plays Saturday because I think I do think there's something there the problem now is you've got to find a you, you really tr- got to try and get the balance in terms of Getting the back three and the back four right and who are you going to have to drop and, and really the, de- the defensive um, responsibility of the midfielders, the central midfielders particularly. Um, you saw what happened, for example, when Fosu Mensah came on yesterday. Yes, I mean, it, it, absolute – he was he was a train wreck. A, a, just nothing went right. Um, I understand Go back and
1: watch the second half I'm talking about to the phone oh, supporters when Wilson. he came on,
0: and you'll see so
1: much was coming down his side. Oh. We got killed. We got yeah. killed,
0: and now, yeah. um, so there. You know, do we need another right back? Probably. You know, um, oh, be we do, Yana. Yeah, and 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 we need one, and a centre back. And I mean, heaven forbid if if Mitra goes down injured, <laughs> then we got a real problem. But um, you know, his comments were. You know, I thought there would. You know, that he would have been pleased with the manner which we played at times. Yep. But it'd be annoyed. At the, you know the fact where he conceded four to Arsenal really, when we had a chance to have actually got some, po- even got three points there. So um, we got. The that's the only- crazy part of this,
1: Giannis, is that I went in with the attitude that they couldn't get anything from this match. They actually could have, and that's what's the uh, disappointing part of all of this.
0: Yeah, I agree. I Agree. We, we we had we had chances. It was there for them. Yep, yeah, it was. Um, but it wasn't the be. But now you know we've got. I mean, Oldham's are throwing. It's it, the big game is, is is the weekend after against Burnley, and uh, yep. and that's and that's going to be a massive fixture for us.
1: Okay, excellent, Giannis. All right, let's now go and talk about the starting eleven and the eighteen overall. After I ask you about that, I do want to get your thoughts about the players that were not available, but we'll, we'll leave that separately. Let's talk about first your thoughts when you saw the starting eleven. You've already mentioned that you wanted to see C. Say, well, you did. What did you think of the lineup
0: and the A-team that included him? Well, I was I was pleased with Cissé. Uh, I, th- I think he's um, – I saw enough to say that, you know, I hope he plays this weekend, providing he didn't pick up any knockers. I hope he plays against Oldham because I think there's something there. Um, I, I actually thought Sarri played decent when he came on. Yep. I thought Cissé worked very, very hard. He's maybe not the toughest holding central midfielder we're ever going to have. I mean, and again, you know, are we looking in the market You know, someone, for someone like a Danny Drinkwater who can, you know, clatter a few people that can, you know, stick the boots in? But in the absence of that, I thought CeCe did a, a decent job. We had no Mawson, obviously. We had no Anguissa. We had no Chambers because 10%. he's an Arsenal player. So we were undermanned. Um, I so i mean there was the only oh, here we go Shirley again Shirley didn't, actually didn't play bad yesterday um so Vieta had to make way um no k mac again second game in a row um boo boo obviously was back on on the bench so all was they kissed and made up um we don't look to have a lot of um attacking polish on the bench but the lineup, took, lineup looked okay. Ses was back in. And against an Arsenal side that, that even with the, their absences, still have a lot of quality. You know, they've got players like, you know, Torreira and Ramsey. And and they're coming off the bench. Uh, yeah, coming off the bench. A Lichsteiner, for crying out, uh, coming off the bench. So um, we knew we were going to be up against it. But the lineup was decent. And uh, Le Marchand had to obviously come in. Yep. I mean,. Sick note, Marson um, is—you know—he's unfortunately his first year. He's been—he's he, had some injuries, and you can't convince me that he didn't come hurt from Swansea City in the first place. Um, he's been carrying this 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 knee injury for a while, and um, unfortunately for Ranieri, he doesn't have a lot. Of, it's not like he can go. Well, let's wait till you know, let's wait till um, Mitro and get him last minute of the transfer deadline. We no. have to pick up. Players we have to act quick. now. Yeah, get them now, and um, so you, you know I mean, it, it is what it is, and we need to get some players in now. And he's got some decisions to make about even cancelling loan deals. You know, I, I mean, fosu Mansa. Yep. As an example, could, could does he have scope to sh- to cancel Schurler's um, deal early? We need players that can can help. You know, get us into seventeenth. Hate to say it, but. It is seven, it's what we're aiming for, 17th, and right now we don't quite have the personnel.
1: Listen, I'm there with you. I think they need to really make sure that they get the recruitment in January right, and sooner than later. I, I know it doesn't always work out that way. In fact, it mostly never does, but they need to do whatever they can to get players in as soon as possible, get them involved, because Fulham need them, especially at centre-back, because of the situation with and They need someone in. ASAP. So I'm there with you, Giannis. And what I would do if I'm home, and, you know, I would be looking this week and as the match against Oldham's coming up, use this as the time that I'm sure they probably were already looking into this, but they should be evaluating everyone and seeing which players they can go with moving forward and the others that maybe they need to move some of the loan situations. They need to evaluate everyone and make a decision on these players, and then get rid of the players that cannot help them and bring in players that can This is a wonderful opportunity for them to add to this squad, to give them the players that they need to fight off relegation. The opportunity is there. It really will come down to how they play, but also how they recruit. So I'm glad that you brought that up, my friend. All right. I mentioned earlier that I wanted to get your thoughts about the players that were not involved. So, I'm just gonna ask you outright did Fulham miss Alfie Mawson and Callum Chambers in this
0: match miss Callum chambers for sure i mean he's he's been he's been immense really the last half dozen games I don't think there's any arguably our best player um i mean we knew obviously he couldn't play because the the loan deal Alfie Mawson yeah, but he's a sick note right now you know and i, I right it's it, i mean he's gone for another three four weeks, and that um that really speeds up and necessitates the need to bring someone in. And that's why the room, you know, the story from the Evening Standard this morning about, you know, um, Gary Kay, um Oh my God, I almost said Tim Cahill. How dare I? Um, <laughs> Tim Cahill, isn't he an Australian? Um, <laughs> Gary Cahill, who's been, you know, parking his arse on the Chelsea bench is the sort of player we could desperately need because I know he's not played a lot, but man, he brings experience and that's, and that they need means, that right now. Oh, critical! Absolutely critical. England international. This is what we need. That's going to. Ha- that's certainly going to help us. Um, you know, rumours flying about, about Nathaniel Klein, maybe going to Cardiff or Bardiff. He can't, he can't go there. Come to a real club, honestly. He could help us out big time. Um, but but Chambers, yes. Mawson, yeah. But I'm. You know, when when a player's been injured for that long. You know, he's, he, it's, I'm just beginning. You know, shrug your shoulders and going. It's like we we talk about um, Jack Wilshire. right? It, yeah. He's a he's a walking sick note. So um, you just go, oh, he's injured going oh, ho hum. So um, the start of his career. I mean, he's, he's been starting to play well as well, Mawson. But uh, I know that's the unfortunate uh, part of all this. And that's the tough thing. But we, do, I mean, we can't just sit around and wait wait around anymore. No. we've got to move on. So, but we 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 certainly missed him. Yeah.
1: Okay, excellent there, yeah. So, right, let's get into the first half. And uh, let's just start off by saying that uh, Arsenal had an opportunity. They started off fairly strong with the uh, shot in the second minute from Aubameyang. They came out wanting to take the match to Fulham. But I want to say shortly after the beginning stages, Fulham started to, start to create some opportunities. And we have two of them that we have to talk about. You've already mentioned both of them, so let's talk about them together. You have the shot by Sessnion in the 15th minute. I'm sure he wishes he had this back. This is a very good opportunity to score. And then in the 23rd minute, as you mentioned, Schurlitz sets up Sessnion and he just gets it wrong and um, just misses the ball. These are two wonderful opportunities. Opportunities missed, my friend. It's unfortunate to say that. But what it also shows is that Fulham came to play. And I want to mention that as well. Your thoughts about the opening stages for Fulham Beyond the beginning of Arsenal, because I could see Fulham came to
0: play. Yeah, I mean, the two, you know, the the two chances, but I'm just trying to think, going back all the years I've supported Fulham, the last time I ever came across a a player who takes to heart as much about whether it's a performance or chances missed or mistakes made as, as Sessignon. Oh, he owns it. He's 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 a one in a million. He's an unbelievable. He's got he's a wonderful un- attitude about oh, it. Oh, Good God! What an what an absolutely under- What an unbelievable young man he is. What what a what a credit to himself, his family. Absolutely. His um, you know, he, he Instagrammed afterwards that um, I saw this. Yeah, that you know, uh, on another day, and yeah, I and and people, um, you know, the kid is eighteen. Yeah, I just, I just, I, I marvel and he's right, but he, but he took ownership of it, and um, he did. And one would say, well, why is it in the hands of an eighteen-year-old anyway? That's something is something, you know. You've got players like you know, um, Cabano and our friend Mister Ayute can't even get in the lineup, <laughs> and an eighteen-year-old is in there, and uh, yeah. this is where I think, you know, um, this is where Ranieri looking at the transfer window. If he could find someone um, another striker that could help because I know that I know that he will Ses will learn from Mitra I'm not sure how he learns he'll learn in certain ways from Schürrle, but schurrles decision making is a real problem um, but someone who, can, who learns you know the intricacies of movement in and out uh, what he does off on and off the ball and um you know, Sess can develop that way, but I'll tell you.
1: Yes, yeah, so is this just like a learning curve? He's 18 years old, and yeah, just, in he, a he, few he years, these opportunities become goals. Is it just learning by doing?
0: Yeah, I agree, and and he's um, – I mean, you, you can't like, – how can you love him any more than and you can? He's he's, he's immense, and, and, you know, yeah, they were both – I mean, the, you know, I think the second chance to cross from Shirley will probably end up having a laugh at because we've all done that, you know. Yeah. Fantastic born. he's just completely bloody well missed it. These things happen. But um the first, first part, one. No. No. Yeah, the first one, you don't know he should have put away, but I with mean, all look, was it any worse than the, the, the header that Mitro missed? Went straight to Keep's? No. No. You know, he have um he knows he should have buried that, he didn't. But if we got a goal up, you know, with the with the state of the natives, they weren't very happy. Um we got a chance of getting a result for sure. But it wasn't, you know. You got you got to finish your chances to be to be to be fair to Arsenal. They did, but um, it showed the way we we approached the game, and I was really pleased with that because ranieri has got to know that for us to stay up, we have to start winning games away from home, and that means our approach has to change. Yes, I thought our counter attacking was good yesterday, and and if we can give Arsenal problems then, you know, we can give a lot of teams problems. So
1: you're making my point, Yas. You're totally making my point. That's why I'm encouraged by this. Because if this is the evolution, like I said, they can go to Arsenal and do this. Why can't they go to Burnley and do
0: this? Why can't they go to Bournemouth and do this? They can. Yeah, I I agree. Couldn't agree more. I I, I absolutely believe that. And that's why I'm, 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 I'm buoyed by the number of chances we played yesterday. Um, the, the goals we could have scored, we still scored a good goal. We still got back in. The, yep. We still got back in the game. It wasn't a B, the be the to me that the, the scoreline flattened. Yep, but that's okay. I agree. Yeah. Um, in the end, it's not going to be. I uh, hopefully not going to be goal difference that does us in. I think it'll be points. And we didn't really think we were going to get anything there. I mean, it was. Um, you know, we put ourselves back in the game at two one. I thought, well, maybe the unthinkable was going to happen here. <laughs> it wasn't. Um, it wasn't to be, but that's fine. Yeah. And um, you know, what we we move on. But um, there were some encouraging signs. There's also some signs of, you know, players that maybe don't let the door hit you on the way out. But uh, you know, Ranieri, I'm sure, seen that already, and he's um he's going to you're uh, going to have to deal with that accordingly in terms of getting ready for Burnley.
1: Absolutely, honest. All right.
0: Unfortunately, now
1: we have to talk about the goal from Arsenal. This is after Fulham really had these two great opportunities shortly afterwards. You have the goal from Xhaka, and um, I want to get your thoughts on this. I've seen the replay of this at halftime. The guys at NBC Sports, they were talking about it, and they were pointing the finger, and they were showing Tom Kearney because Tom Kearney was marking Xhaka, and basically, he just walked right into the box, Giannis. So let's talk about the goal. Do you put blame on Kearney on the central defenders? Where does the blame
0: go for this goal? Central defenders can't do everything, and um, Kearney just fell asleep and watched. And watched, he? Well, he walked right in. He, yeah, he ghosted in, um, and he's our captain. So, and he's a central midfielder. And uh, I've said it before. And I'm going to say it again. You know, it's not just about the glory from creating chances and scoring goals. It's also about you've got to do the dirty work as well. You've got this the meat and potatoes part. And I know Ranieri will be very disappointed by the manner that goal, um, because up until that time, I thought our shape was very good. Yeah, but it looked soft. It and- was
1: their first. Besides the opportunity from Abamyang, their first. Real opportunity came in the 24th minute.
0: Yeah. yeah, and that's the sign of a very a very good side. Very good sides will, will will, punish you. They'll only need half a chance. But then you can do a lot for yourself by preventing that, and you can do that by doing the little things, and I don't think we did. I thought we uh, – um, it was very disappointing. It was just uh, – yeah, it was very disappointing. I, I just it, – it bothered me. Kenny's our club captain you know you've got to lead by example um best practices and all that and to me it was just it was soft soft as soft as hell it was I don't, what, I don't know what the i mean what are ream and le marchand supposed to do they can't do everything i don't think they played badly yesterday to be honest i think ream i can see i've seen Simons where ream is now beginning to round into the sort of form that we saw last year, he's, but he is improving. I agree know? with you on that. We're starting to see a little bit of that. Yeah. We're starting to see a little bit, but Kenny's got to help out here. I mean, he's got, you know, you don't both
1: sides of the game, your defensive yeah, responsibilities. If, if That's the position
0: you're playing. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, I uh, would, um, you know, I've mentioned him a number of times before, but I'm going to do it again. That's the one where, you know, uh, someone like a Scotty Parker takes him on the side and says, no, look, yep. Let me tell you the way it plays out here. I'm playing in the same position that you did. I did for many years, and this is what you need to do. And I was a captain, and the players look at you. They look if if you've got a player like Jacques ghosting in like that, right? That you lose you lose respect right there. You lose the respect. I mean, Rico, I thought had an excellent game yesterday. I know that's the crazy part of all of this. Yeah, and he's and he's probably going what what in bollocks name are we doing here? What, what's this fellow doing? Here? So. <laughs> You know, it it's he will always you know, Carey will always be remembered for the chances he created, that goal against Villa, obviously. Yep. But but I wanna see him putting in a thunderous tackle to take someone out, or you know, track a man back to prevent a chance. There's two aspects to the game. There's is what you got when you have the ball and what you have do when you don't have the ball. And and what he does when he doesn't have the ball is a problem. And when he I mean, his quality could be seen in abundance yesterday. Absolutely. But he has—he lacks the discipline. He lacks the discipline to be able to defensively do his job properly. And that's your problem. You need someone who's going to close that space down and who's going to stop Xhaka making a run like that. It was, that's what was disappointing. You saw it coming. Yep, I could and it see came. it. it just, you know, it just, oh, here we go again. Just walked right in. Walked right in.
1: Yeah, it's just, it, it's unfortunate. And listen, I'm glad that you also talked about what Kearney did positively because he did. But where he plays, there are two parts to the game and um, his defensive responsibilities. And when you watch it back, you know, I just tell phone supporters, watch the highlights and you'll see you know, exactly yeah. what Kearney did not do here. And it's unfortunate. All right, let's move on. And as you mentioned earlier, you do have the header from Metro that is saved. It yeah. was set up from Brian. That's in thirty second minute. Then you right after that you have a save by Rico. And as you mentioned, Giannis, he was pivotal in this match. Just keep him full a minute. You know, he made some key saves. So I wanna give him full credit from there. A little later on you have the free kick from Andre Sherwell that unfortunately goes over. And we'll just end the um first half there. To um just say at that point, obviously it's one 0 to Arsenal, and Yanis at halftime, what was going through your mind? Did you think that we had an opportunity to
0: potentially get something out of this match? Yeah, we were were in it. I thought we'd asked enough questions in the first half. I thought we'd um, caused them problems uh, on the counter-attack. They hadn't really created a lot. The fans were very, very quiet. Um, And I thought we'd done enough in the first half to suggest we were still in the game. And um, you know, I was very pleased with the first half. I mean, it. Yep. You know, it's um, it was it was uh, it was a disciplined first half, and the goal would have. I think Ranieri probably got back in the change room, and he would have been a bit pissed off, um, about that goal. And it's interesting because the lads went out early for the second half. I'm sure he threw a few teacups, saying, "Look, we've played well enough," and then we've gone on. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, we're not privy to what's said in the change room. Sure. I, mean, I hope he. I hope he directed a bit of venom at Kearney. He said, "Look, you're the captain. You can't be allowed. That. I mean, really, what you're doing? You know." And and it's it. I, sometimes I don't know about Kearney. Sometimes you know his body language at times. I, to to me, to me, he's a central midfielder who, who's crea- who creatively is a lot of fun to watch. He's a good player, great skill, supervision, very good pass over the ball, gets in and out of pockets. But he doesn't. He lacks the stomach for the fight that's required at this level, because all the teams, all the teams, even even a, even Huddersfield, they track back, they make it difficult to close down. They all seem to do their job. Yeah, and um, part of his job. Yeah, and you know, it. it, it this is uh, might. Be, this is going to be, I'm sure, maybe a controversial comment. I think I'll, I was thinking about this last night. And it's ironic because he could be available, but to me, he's a poor man's Dembele. Um, Dembele. The thing about Dembele, I mean, Dembele, to me, moved the ball quicker, and he was bigger and he was stronger. Um, he, he really lost the ball, but what I did like is he did track back, and he wasn't the most physical. But what he did, he, he needed what he, he, he did what he needed to do, and his work rate was never questioned, and. Um, he, you look back to the players that we lost in the last 10 years. Oh, he's up he there, my massive, friend. Absolute, massive, massive, massive loss. Absolutely. And, Things changed uh, when he left. There's no question oh, about it. Big, big time. Yeah, we, 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 we just went the same. I don't know if
1: he's available, though, Giannis. I, I, you know, again, I've been reading what you're reading. I don't know if they could get him, but I certainly wouldn't be against someone like Musa Dembe. Are you kidding well,
0: me? The rumors he's going, to, he's going to go to China to, to, to yeah, to, and hopefully not do what Teva's. Did which was go to China and put on sixty pounds in a month, um, but it, I mean, you, you, you know, you never know. I mean, it will may, But I see
1: where you're going on that. But you're talking about someone that played a similar role and was a little bit different and and did both
0: sides of the, of uh, his game. Yeah, you've got to. I mean, you, you know, you, you can have the best back four in the world, but you've got to rely on the midfield to do the job. You got to do the job. And, and listen, and this is assuming your back three, your back four is any good. I mean, you saw what happened on the right hand side in the second half of the Fosu-Mensah. All yeah. of a sudden, it looked like you're playing with two defenders. And I don't know what was. I don't know what he was. I, I didn't know what he was. What was going on there? Maybe, maybe he was just deliberately pissing it about, just to say, well, let me go back home. But we got absolutely skinned alive on the right, yeah. and uh, yeah, we'll talk about that when we talk about the second yeah, half. Like, because yeah, Fosu-Mensah. I could think of a few other adjectives to use him. Um, <laughs> But, uh, it, but suffice to say it wasn't good. But anyway, halftime, back to your thing. Yeah. Yep. I thought we were in, we were in decent shape. To get I back. thought we were in it. Yeah. That's the way I looked at it. It's okay. They
1: gave up a goal, but they're in this match. If they could figure things out, maybe they could nick a point. That's the way I was looking at it. I do want to mention to start the second half, Emery makes a change and changes the shape. He brings on Torreira for Mustafi, and they, they go to a, a flat back four. So they change things up. So that... Actually, Alan, I want to go to you. Is that an indication to you that Fulham were getting to Arsenal that Emery made that change?
0: Yeah, and it looked like Mustafa wasn't quite. He wasn't quite at the. Um, he wasn't quite at the races. I don't. He didn't look a hundred percent to me. And um, it was it was a tactical decision, but I think it was the right decision considering he wasn't a hundred percent. That's good, and, and you know what? We had asked some questions of them in terms of the break, and that was good, and uh, and that and that was pleasing, but. Um, Hey, look, that's an arsenal. I mean, they've got, you know, you, you look at a bench, and go, okay, what are we going to pick now? We've got, we've got a Ramsey, we've got a Torreira. <laughs> well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They can bring these players on.
1: It reminds me of when we played Tottenham earlier, you know, that they can change the match by bringing on, who knows, guess who? Moussa yeah. Dembele. They can, they can do this. Moussa, so, dem,
0: Moussa Dembele. Yeah,
1: now, I know. I mean, the bigger teams, this is what they can do. They have so much quality not just starting, but on the bench, that they can change the match just like that. And they have these players that can do it. So they made this change, and they they changed their formation, which actually, I think, helped Fulham in the beginning because I think they were trying to adjust. So in the beginning stages, I thought Fulham actually had an opportunity here, Janice. And, and from the get-go, Fulham, Fulham actually got a corner to start off the second half, and Mitro's header was saved. And then you have, in the 53rd minute, unfortunately, Fulham were offside on on a set piece, but it was just a good situation for Fulham to get in, not being offside, but you know what I mean, that they were starting to create things again in the second half. They were not sitting back. They were trying to get the equalizer, and this happens over and over and over again, Giannis. Right after an opportunity, you have the goal from Lagosat to make a 2-0. What did you see
0: here to give Arsenal the 2-0 lead? (sighs) Well, we 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 um we f- fell asleep and and um but but where the where the the move emanated was from Iwobi, yeah, and on you know and then all of a sudden, you know we're in trouble on that right, and some very very slick passing. Don't get me wrong, very. I mean that's I mean that's what and it's it's uh, you know I know Unai Emery is trying to put his spin on that team, but it's very vengerish you know, I mean, in terms of their movement, to be—I mean—Venga teams were always very, very comfortable on the ball, um, just passing out of tight pockets, very Barcelona-esque. Right. It, it was a nice, um, it was a nice goal, and um, but again, we were opened up far too easily, yeah. And um, and it was disappointing because, you know, a goal, a goal down, I'm thinking, well, we should be, we should be okay here. Um but um the second goal I thought okay now now we could be looking at the end of a hiding. But to be fair, we we we, we stuck around and we, we grinded we grinded on and we managed to get one back.
1: Absolutely, yeah. That's so what we're gonna to get to there in just a second. Before I go there, I wanna mention a couple of substitutions right after the goal. You actually have Mensah coming on for Christie. That turned out to be a, not a good decision unfortunately because he did not play well Fosu Mensa, and then a little bit later you have the double substitution of Kamara coming on for Shirla and Seri coming on for Cisse and uh, both of these players that came on would be involved in the goal to make a two to one so before we get there I just want to mention you actually have a situation you have a header from Mitro from Seri right before we have the goal so let's talk about the goal Giannis this was Great, And it's funny because this goes back to talking about both sides of your game. Because, uh, you know, again, you have Sarri got the ball away from, I believe it was Torreira, sets up the whole thing. I believe then goes to Kearney and then eventually to Sess. Ces. Sess's pass is fantastic. And Kamara puts in the back of the net. This to me was a very positive goal from Fulham. But it does begin with Sarri. And for everything that's happened with Sarri, this to me was a huge positive sign how he won the ball away from, I believe it was Torreira 50, 50. He got out. the
0: ball. Yeah. Yeah. We, he looked a lot more, much more dangerous coming off the bench. And I think it was a little tough on Cissé because I thought, you know, one of the talking points from yesterday was uh, how was Cissé going to do considering it was 15 months since his last game starting from Fulham. I thought Cissé did very well. And uh, I've, I've, been one of those really questioning why on earth he's not been playing, and I think he's done enough to say that he should be in the future plans for for sure. I thought he was, I thought he was good, and but they decided to change things up, and and it did make a difference. The problem is, if you th- th- there's an opportunity cost to this. I mean, it, it was a brilliant goal, Kenny's ball, lovely ball from Sess. Again, i mean just just the manner of it. Camera's gone in. You know he's he's obviously had a you know a seismic Saturday we all know about. He's he's gone and um, apologized and he's he's got on the bench.
1: Do you feel better about the situation? It looks like they've come together on this.
0: Um, yes and no. Um, okay. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I I still think. Um, t- to me, um, I can think of a lot of managers where he'd have been gone. Okay. So um, you're still. Because on
1: yeah, the post match show you were you were very vocal about this, so that's why I wanted to ask you if you don't mind. Yeah,
0: and you know what, we, we might be feeling a little differently had had uh, Mitra not got that winner, because we we, we I think it, yeah. I think I think it really did. I think the fact that we won that game did save cameras Bacon. If if uh, sure. if we drew it, you know I th- I think he'd be he'd be he'd be sitting by the docks of, uh, or by the side of Putney Bridge right now. Um, but the problem again. Bringing Ceri on is again. You've now got a lack of bite in the middle. Yeah, and you know, so we've got back into it, but then we go and see two more. So you know, area will look at that and say, "Okay, well, cc's done a good job, but clearly, we're, in the middle, they've they've come through, and then they've tortured us on the right. So we need to be tougher in certain areas. The, the you know, the, the name Danny Drinkwater is is um. You know, it, it it it's he's the sort of player that we could do in the center of the park. The problem's going to be if you play someone like him, either Seri or Kearney sets. Correct. Um, and I think that's the conundrum that they're dealing with right now, Jens. And I think, I, I, but it, it's a conundrum that's necessary. I just I think that teams look at us and say, well, okay, we have skill, we have creativity, we have a little bit of pace, but man, we're, we're soft in the middle." Yeah. So uh, we need someone who's got to strike a little bit of fear in the middle, and we don't have anyone that will do that. So Cisse did a decent enough job, and he's not—he won't be a match fitness. But um, we need just somebody desperately like that, and we don't have it. So the question becomes: if you bring someone in who sits, um, correct? That's why Ranieri he gets paid the big bucks. But we've got <laughs> the, we got—I mean, we got the goal back, and I thought, right, we're right back in this. Yep. Um, And then, um, lo and behold, our right-hand side collapses again. And before you know it, we're 4-1 down down again.
1: I know. And that's the crazy part of it. But before that, Giannis, great opportunity. 72nd minute. We have to talk about this because uh, Max and I talked about it on on full-time. You pull another goal back. You equalize and make it 2-2. Who knows what happens after this? Okay, I know they scored the two goals. but. You're talking momentum and, and everything shifts at this point. And um, Bubakar Kamara passes it to, well, trying to get it to Alexander Mitrovic. He's pointing to where he wants it and it just didn't come off. And I guess you have to give the goalkeeper credit as well. He made sure to take care of the situation. But this is an opportunity, man. If they score here, Giannis, like I said,
0: totally different match. Yeah, and Camera's passing range isn't his his, his his best strength. He has to improve. I know he's young, um, but that to me is a fairly straightforward pass. That if it's put, in what the should rest, he well, have done in this opportunity, honest? Which is the accuracy of the pass, really? I just I think it's it's it's. Um... We did a good job yesterday of getting into the final third, but the final pass often often betrayed us. Yeah, we can't have eleven sets. I wish we could have eleven sets in yours. Um. But we, we, but we don't, um, and that's something you know. It's, 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 it's the basic passing. Remember, Mitro knows where he wants the ball. Yeah, and I'm well, it's just a camera. I want the ball there, put it there, and I'll make the run. That was what was so beautiful about that goal against yeah, Huddersfield, because um, when Sess went on that run, Mitra's delayed his run, then he's pointed. It was just a little something, and he point knew exactly
1: there. what needed exactly to be
0: done. Both of them, they were they're on the same wavelength, and yeah. maybe that's
1: the part of the Kamara situation is that they're not yet. Yeah, they're not. I guess.
0: And so, so then you say, "Well, is is Kamara is he a uh, someone who should be good enough to play at this level to start?" I say, "No, forget forget sadly, but no. Yeah, you got someone who's got to come in who's, who's going to be. You really need if you're going to play with three strikers, you need three strikers that are going to cause trouble." if if you've got two, it's like, wow, well, the other one's a throwaway. Sherlock, just give him the, the boy's gonna shoot from a hundred miles out. But you need someone who's gonna do something a little different, you know, and, and so that provide different problems. And all three are fairly interchangeable as well. So, um and that's where camera, you know, he's gonna beat you with raw pace. Yep. So you know you short sort of know how to defend that, but you know he's not gonna beat you with the pass. So it was one of those where if it hadn't been done right, we might have been okay. But unfortunately the pass wasn't quite right. And then before you know it, of course there was the um, Aaron Ramsey.
1: Aaron Ramsey that comes on awesome. for Lacazette in the seventy-fifth minute, Giannis. And again, I brought up the Musa Dembele situation. It reminded me of it. Change within two minutes, I'm sorry, four minutes, excuse me, four minutes, he scores the goal. Aaron Ramsey loves playing against Fulham, and he's a dangerous player. So Let's talk about the third goal, and then we'll talk about the fourth goal. We've already been talking about the issues with Fosimensis, so let's talk about the goal from Aaron Ramsey. It eventually gets to him, but it's more than that, so let's talk about it.
0: Yeah, this was a little unlucky. Uh, It was a nice thing to change, and the ball, tic-tac-toe, and then we sort of got caught near post, and Ramsey, you know, he slotted it home, although it it did take a deflection off Tim Ream. I think Rico had that covered, uh, but... um, the deflection took it over him. Uh, I said, you, you take, you, you know, you take Ramsey off the bench and you know, you've got players, like, players like that. It's, 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 a bit, it's a bit scary, to be honest. Um, and even then, I'm thinking, oh three one 3-1, bloody flat. Because, you know, they've, um, you know, they're sitting there with their cream teas and, 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 and uh, <laughs> uh, clotted cream scones and uh, pictures of the Queen. And, you know, and then they're, all wearing their white gloves. I mean, it's just, you know, honestly, it's just, just more life. I've said it before, more life in a morgue. And um, I thought a 3-1 flat as these buggers. And then they went and scored a fourth, which was they annoying did. me. Although Young had a, had a pretty good game. Lacazette I did. Thought, had a really good game. Until he was subbed. I, I actually agree with the Arsenal fans. I thought the decision to take Lacazette off was rather bizarre. Um... Lagazette was giving us all sorts of problems in the game. Um, it
1: did lead to a goal, but I understand what you mean by that.
0: Well that was the most that was the most uh emotional the bloody fans got when there was a substitution.
1: <laughs> I mean, You're that, right. That's a good point.
0: It was, it was it was bizarre. It was it was it really was. I um but um you know it's the old plastic fans. Um but they yep. the, you know the thing is Arsenal fans pay a lot of money to go to the Emirates. And I mean, I've got a, I've got a, a, a cousin who lives in London. He's got two boys, and he's an Arsenal fan. He said he, he can't afford to. He can't afford to go to the Emirates because he'd, he'd, if he's going to go, he's t- going to take his boys, and it's so expensive to go in there. And then you you add in, you know, you add in the um, the food and whatnot. And he said, there's just That's no right. way. And that the average fan has been priced out of a. a um, you know, a trip to the game Now, it's interesting if you saw him Twitter yesterday Russ yep. that was a horrible story about the cost of mascots game day mascots I saw that I mean I mean you know a lot of people club-
1: commented on that because he was a mascot himself
0: oh I mean I, I, um, I think that's a, I think that's appalling i that's say I think that's something yeah. charging several hundred quid to a full mascot and you don't even give him a kit that's pretty. That's pretty. That's uh, no. That's out. I'm, no, that's just out of order. It's out of order. Just you know, have, has it got to the point? Is this where we've gone with the game? And um, so that was, you know, that was that was. I said uh, it was sort of, it was sort of funny. They scored the fourth goal, but I, I was still laughing because of the fact that the Arsenal fans were pissed off because Lacazette got subbed. Yep. I'm thinking, you, you're beating us. You're beating us. But you're still having a moan because of a sub, you horrible <laughs> little plastic fans, you know. Yeah. So, but, um, and you and I have talked before the game. Sometimes, you know, you look at lower league football and, and the spirit of, of the clubs and, and the atmosphere of the clubs, and then you, you know, you, you sometimes you wonder about, you know, what the modern fan looks like in the English game. You know, these stadiums, do they? They're bigger and they're brighter and they're new and what have you. But do they provide the sort of atmosphere that um, you know maybe the lower division ones do? And 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 the answer is no. Even if you look at the best attended games in Europe, Russ, are in um, um, the Bundesliga, and they have fantastic atmosphere wherever you go. But for some reason, ours is it's you know it's. I was expecting I I was expecting you know Unai Emery to get the Dalton Royal Dalton China out. To have a nice cup of old Grey when the third goal went in. I mean, it was you know, a little bit odd, but, um, you know.
1: Right. Let me give you an example, which I don't know if fans are going to like or not like, but I'm just going to throw this out there because we're talking about atmosphere in a London derby. And I know how I feel about this side. I know how you feel about them as well. But let's admit this, that the atmosphere is electric when Fulham play Brentford.
0: Yes. Yes, Absolutely. And-
1: yeah, you the know, problem. there's obviously that that thing between Brentford and Fulham that is very strong, especially from the Brentford side. Yeah, uh, right. so it does create this atmosphere. And you would think in a London derby, I know where the Emirates is. It's no, it's n- not near. Obviously, where Craven Cottage is, but it doesn't have that passion. I guess.
0: No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It, it's um, it just. Sh- you know the prices are cheaper. Uh, uh, I know, obviously, with Championship and League One and League Two. But yeah, you, there's something to be said for the you know the local derbies. We've got enough London derbies where you think there should be atmosphere. Yep. But 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 you're right. It's it's um what's the word I'm thinking of? Sterilised. Yeah. Yeah. The atmosphere, and that's uh, and that's a shame, and that's a, and that's a shame. But I think that's to me that's corporate football right now. That's. Right. Um, you got Sky, you know Sky Sports, all its money. Um, you got Champions League. I mean, where that's going right now? I mean, there was a brilliant article in the Independent on I think was Saturday night or Sunday. I should send it to you. And it was about the the, the full on Huddersfield game, and it said, you know, covering a game that nobody that between two teams where they shouldn't be there or it wasn't. It doesn't sound as critical as I may be making it out. But talking about you know the the history of the Premier League, and you have got the four, top four, five teams, and then you've got maybe twelve teams battling to to, to do the to make sure they don't finish lower than seventeenth. Yeah, and it was just I think you know with the, the notion of a breakaway Champions League, and it it has become. You look at Liverpool. Um, you look at Liverpool. You obviously, look at United. You look at City. You look at Tottenham. You could ask them, you look awesome. at Chelsea. Yep, you and got the six. You got the six, and the chasm is so great between them and everything, everybody else. Yeah, that you just it's, um, you know, you look at a championship, and uh, okay, the teams that are at the bottom, they're like Ipswich and Rotherham you sort of knew they were going to struggle. But...
1: I know, but everyone's still
0: fighting. And... But, yeah, that's right.
1: And when to... you talk about the atmosphere, Giannis, and I know, again, I'm focusing on derbies, you know, because here I am talking about Fulham-Brentford, but, you know, I've watched the Birmingham derby between Aston Villa and Birmingham, and that is something. I've watched – you want to talk about a derby? Try watch Derby County playing Nottingham Forest. That's oh, something. And the yes. atmosphere is electric. I mean, it is incredible. Yeah, and a- you know, and uh, call me crazy. I, I would like that for Fulham. I would like that for Fulham in the Premier League. Did we get that when Fulham played Chelsea?
0: I don't know. No, I, I think I'd, I'd argue. I mean, the, the uh, I would I would liken our rivalry with Chelsea to Brentford's dis, Brentford's dislike to us. Yeah, we we I think like that's problems. a good. I think that's a good analogy, Giannis. But then, if you look at London derbies, I mean, local derbies, Norwich and Ipswich has a better atmosphere. Exactly, and, that, and they're separated by a good seventy, eighty miles. Right, um, right.
1: They you, hate each other.
0: I they mean, hate each other. It's, I mean, you've got <laughs> the East Anglian. And by the way, who was the person who invent? Who was the who was the bugger that that decided to create a city in Norwich? Talk about <laughs> in the middle of. But bollocks nowhere. What is that all about? I don't know what. what? I don't know. I don't know, buddy. Listen, it's,
1: we need to get back on track. We went well, on this little well, tangent about about atmospheres, but let's uh, finish this up because you've you've already mentioned it's three to one at this point. You actually have a good save from Rico on a bombing in the eighty second minute, but then he follows it up two minutes later and makes it four to one, yeah. and that's and that's how the match ends, Giannis. And it's funny because um. Let's just with getting your reaction after after this match because I'm going to share mine first because my first thought, and I saw this with the announcers saying that 4-1 to one flattered Arsenal. And that went through my brain because that was the first thing that I thought of is that this result does not, 4-1 to one does not show you exactly what happened in this match.
0: I agree. I agree. I mean, we talked about it, the, the fact that it's, it flattered them and it did. Um I thought we were good value for one nothing at half time. I thought we were good value to come back at two one. Um but I always look for learning learning curves and you know and lessons learned. And in terms of where we are in the division right now, I thought it was a critical game in terms of Ranieri looking at the players that he's got, the players he doesn't have and the players right. he needs. And that last twenty five It was a minutes, good
1: evaluation for him. Very
0: good evaluation. And I don't believe that he'll use the Oldham game as an evaluation. I don't think he needs to. He knows okay. what he's got. I know Tay Erdin just came back from Ipswich yesterday. Yep. But you've got, he knows what he's got. Um, he doesn't need Oldham to say, oh, right, I need to get this. He, he knows what he needs. And that's why I'm hopeful that he'll get maybe a couple of players in this week. I mean, if, we, if we're lucky, we might even get a Cahill to play against Oldham on Sunday, which would be great, just, just so that you know, um, his, his, his big guns can take a break um, this Sunday. Yeah. that are uh, struggling. And then we'll just get ready for Burnley. Um, but he he already knows what he needs. I think most of the managers do. The FA Cup is um, it's not like the old days where I mean, there is a lot of prestige, but man, when I was growing up, the FA Cup was was, was everything. It was sure. the, the chance to get to Wembley, um, and, and we've only ever and I was you know we've only ever been to one, and I was at that game and you know perhaps forty four years ago. Uh, Jesus, it was that long ago, forty-four mm-hmm. years. But um, you know, Arsenal are playing Blackpool. Arsenal will put their reserves out as an example. Um, you know, most of the, the top teams will put, you know, the reserves out. Now, um, will we do the same thing? Well, you know, Steph Joe may get a game. K Mac game may get a game. Yep. Um, you know, we'll see what Stephen Sessignon hopefully will get a game. Um, bring some of the kids in, but uh, he already knows what he needs. And hopefully this week we can pick up a couple of uh, players so we can start getting ready for, for Burnley.
1: Okay. Excellent. There you are. So right quickly, I'm going to go over the stats with you and see what they tell you. Let's see. Let's start with possession: 60 to 40%, 60% to 40% for Arsenal. Total shots 16 to nine in favor of Arsenal, nine to four on target in favor of Arsenal. 16 to 14 crosses in favor of Arsenal. Let's go to passing accuracy. 78% for Arsenal, 74% for Fulham. And let's go to aerial duels. 20 to 19 in favor of Arsenal. Fouls 12 to 7 in favor of Fulham. Okay. What do you take out of the uh, full-time stats?
0: Well, pretty even apart from the goals, it's, it's you know, uh, possession was okay. You know, fair number of passes. Our, our, our style has slightly changed under under um, Ranieri and we know, we know that. But right. I mean, we were in this game. I mean, that's yeah. the big thing. we were in this game. You know, I like the, the shots fact.
1: on target and the Sometimes shots overall show you very
0: that. Pleasing. That's very pleasing. Um, th- that really is. I mean, we, it's not like we didn't create chances, we did. And I think that's the biggest thing. You know, if we can create chances at the Emirates, we can... That's my
1: point. You're making my point, Giannis. Because I can look at what happened there and think, they can do this in Burnley. And I've already said, you know, Bournemouth, you know, West Ham, why not? If you can do it at Arsenal, why can't you do it at these places as well? And listen, we've seen them get a point at Newcastle United, at St. James's Park. And I know the history of Turf Moor. I know it, but I'm just going to say this right off the bat because obviously we're going to end with, you know, just mentioning about the older match, but the next league match is at Turf Moor. And I just want to say this to all the foam supporters that will talk about our terrible history at Turf Moor. Records in history were made to be broken. I've seen this over and over again. So that to me doesn't factor in this Fulham team going to Turf more. I'm just going to say that, anyways. Agreed. <laughs> All right, my friend. Quickly, is there anyone that you would give the man of the match to?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I think our man of the match was Rico. I thought he was. Oh, excellent. Okay. He might. Uh, he, and odd for someone to, con, you know, conceded four, made some very, very good saves. Um, and could have been seven could, or eight. Yeah, and he, nothing he could have done, uh, done about them. So, um, I mean. It, When's the last time anybody talked about um, you know Marcus Batnalli being in in, in uh, net? You, you don't Rico's at like Rico. Like, we
1: haven't Rico. talked about Marcus in a long time, and that has everything to do with Sergio Rico.
0: Yeah, so I give it to Rico. Interesting little bit. While you know, while we're wrapping up the show, interesting yep. little bit of news just for to listeners to ponder over. And I'm sure we'll get get laughed at, but um, uh, just been announced in Bournemouth that, that, that um, Jermaine Defoe is going to be al- allowed to, to, to leave. Um, Bournemouth in the transfer window and it's interesting because we were talking earlier about the, the experience of having a striker. now Defoe is 36 I know, yeah. Defoe can still score a few goals and, I, and I'm wondering um, apparently it's been interest from the Premier League in the Championship and I'm wondering if Ranieri might actually take a look at this one because uh, he's um, you know, he, he, was ne- he was never ever the quickest player on, in the world but he's, he's a smart player and uh, he still keeps he still keep defenders honest, and I'm wondering if there's um, th- there might be a little bit of an interest there um, for us to 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 take to, to take a look. I'm uh, I'll be. i well, uh, it this
1: way: if they're going to take a look at a 33 year old Gary Cahill, why wouldn't you take a look at a player like that as just a short term fix? And that's all yeah, it's short term. I, agree. I, I yeah, and I, think- I have no issue with that. I don't know how the uh, brass people at full and look at that because i know that they have their ways of looking at transfers the way of bringing in players they want a certain age but i think this is a different situation where you're just looking for survival and if you're looking for say a short-term situation i I wouldn't be against looking at even a player of that age if he can help you
0: yeah Yeah, same here i mean i think i think the thing that will um i think the thing that will will help us here is experience i mean it's it's yeah, you know, some young players, but the uh, Defoe um, is is a is a smart player, and I think that uh, um, you know I know you have got someone like even like I don't think he'd come here. Fernando Lorente, uh, who's, who's at Spurs, is um, you right. know room to Galatasaray. But there are players out there right now. Hey, there's even <sighs> Robert Hooth isn't even playing for a club. For a I know, club. Um, I
1: know, he's out
0: of contract. I'm I'm stunned that nobody's picked him up. Um, you know, you've got, you got the potential there for experience. I, I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the ageist uh, approach, Russ. I always think, you know, age brings experience and wisdom and, um, you know, the, the experience, especially when it starts getting cold and the fields start getting heavy, sure. and what have you, is never a bad thing. But we'll yeah, see. I'm just, I just, it just came up on the sky
1: sports. Um, no, I'm glad, I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. And, and I'm glad that you talked about the AIDS situation because I think in theory I I understand wanting to sign players that are 28 or younger or if it's 29, somewhere around there. I I get that. But I think that there's also players that can help you in the short term that you shouldn't be against looking at because you want all of these players to be younger if you're just looking for someone to do a job for three or four months. And that's what we'd be looking at and potentially – bringing in a center back, maybe even a striker. It's a short-term situation. You should be looking at all options, and the age thing shouldn't be an issue for a team that's fighting relegation, Giannis. For sure. Couldn't agree more, Mighty. All right. One last thing. Give me a rating for
0: Claudia. Oh... Uh, probably six i mean it's not, i mean what's he, i don't know i don 't know if he could have done a lot more you've got no moreson obviously you got chambers and gisa uh, i'm i'm going to give him credit for picking c the substitutions seem to work at the right time yep um the, the decision to bring Fosu-Mensa, unfortunately was um capable got to DiCaprio moment um but uh, six, he'll be, he'll be disappointed with the manner of conceding the goals. He'll be buoyed by the chances we created and the fact that we were still in the game. But he'll be disappointed we conceded four because it really, I felt that the scoreline flattered him. But let's see the real proof of pudding is going to come, not this weekend, but is in terms of the Burnley. And I, I am actually very hopeful, even though Burnley knocked off wet spam, yep. I'm, um, I'm hopeful that we're going to get a result up there.
1: I am too. And uh, listen, I'm basing on on watching a decent amount of Burnley this season, not just against Fulham. I I watched them play a couple of times. I watched them play against Watford at the beginning of the season. I thought, okay, this is a team Fulham can beat. And I was right about that. And then I recently watched them play against Newcastle United and thought the same thing. And that was at Turf Moor. So I know what they recently did, but I don't see any reason why Fulham can't go there and get all three points. People can disagree with me on that because of the history. Fine. But um, I'm feeling better and better about this side. And I can see what the next step with Ranieri is. It's not just the foundation defensively. It's being dangerous on the counterattack. And we're starting to see that. So that's what also gives me hope. But they do need players in to basically be able to do what he needs them to do. I don't think he has all the players. And once he does, I'm looking forward to seeing what form look like moving forward because there's a lot of season left my friend but listen thank you so much for doing this but let's wrap this up for my co-host yosh i'm russ goldman thank you as always for listening to cottage talk it's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match all your mates are around you've got your mcdougat share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.